curiosity questions with folks and um, and you're getting back some responses about folks. It sounds like people who already have estate planning in place. Yeah, some, some of them either already have estate planning in place or um, like have made a commitment to do uh, like patchwork, what I would call like patchwork estate planning. Got it. And um, how do you know that they've made a commitment to do patchwork estate planning? And what do you say when you see that? Sure. Um, so I guess the reason I, I know like that they have done it or have made the commitment is because of like the curiosity questions, which have helped me at least have conversations with people about um, like these issues, right? So in terms of, you know, kind of bro broaching the questions uh, uh, that, you know, we're, we're asking um, and the people that I'm all having conversations with, they're all people in my network. So they all know that I'm doing this, you know, so it's not like a, an awkward conversation. You know, it's like, oh, I've been talking to you that I'm tr um, transitioning and I'm starting a new area of practice and wondering if you could talk to me about like your experience with planning, if you have any, and they're willing to talk. Um, and it's just like, oh, a lot of people I seem have have already like, and they've done estate planning, but they've probably they've done it years ago. I know that, so their their plans haven't been updated. So that's the resistance mm -hmm. of like my attorney has been doing this for years, and they worked with my family, and so they didn't say I need to update my documents. So like you know, you just started this. Um, why would you know better than my attorney? So um, like that that kind of question, and I don't I don't think they're saying it in like. They're, they're all yeah. people I know. So it's not like they're being like, you don't know anything kind of, you know, they're just yeah. like, I don't, you know, that. Um, and then also just okay, explain. Let's pause, let's pause with that one because that one's okay. really important. That one okay. is super important. So I think what you have the opportunity to convey at that point is that you are learning some things that it turns out attorneys who've been in, in practice a really long time may not know. And you want to maybe check in with them. Are, you know, are they willing for you to ask them some follow-up questions that would have you be able to look at whether it's possible that the kind of plan that they got in place, while their lawyer may be great, they just may not be up to date on the most um, important things that we are now discovering about planning that you're discovering because you are new to it, because you are learning something that, you know, you're in learning mode. And so as a result of being in learning mode, you're, you're discovering things that their lawyer, who's potentially been doing it 30 years, didn't learn. And are they willing to ask, for you to, to, to perhaps ask them some questions that could reveal something to them that could show them that their plan actually needs a review. What do you think about something like that? Yeah, I think that I've been doing that. Like I, I, I will say like, do you mind if I ask you more about what your experience was like with them in yeah. order to kind of try to get at, um, like, can you tell me more about work, what working with that attorney was like, or if they helped mm -hmm. you with the X, Y, Z? Um, mm -hmm. I guess I'm just, and, and this is why um, I don't want to jump to the bottom of the question, but I think that it's like maybe my network um, for these two reasons is one, extremely educated and feels like they know it. And two, um, 
it relies a lot on like appeal to the expert and what they perceive as the expert. Like there's a distrust, like what, like, you know, a lawyer could do this wrong or, you know, I don't, I, when I speak with them, I don't want to say wrong. I just try to say like an okay. old, an old way, you know, yeah. um, because let's, it does. Let's get, yeah. Let's get really specific, Amanda. Let's get really specific. And I think probably what's happening is there's a vagueness that you maybe just don't have the specificity to ask the specific question. So let's get really specific. And um, here, here's what I know about where these plans are going to likely fail that you could ask a question about. So um, the, the experience that these folks had is that they created a set of documents. They... Uh, those documents did not have an inventory of their assets. Those documents did not ensure that their assets were owned in the right way. And those documents uh, have not been updated. Uh, and so in the event of the incapacity or death of the person that you're talking to, their family is gonna be completely lost. That's really the biggest issue, right? Like, I, I understand all that and I ask all that. That's the point where it's like, I don't understand. Like, there's, how do you address the question of my attorney didn't tell me I have to do this without being like, right, like your attorney's wrong, you know, like, because then it's mm -hmm. like, I'm like, I'll get right. to that. Mm -hmm. I'll get to that point. And then it's like, my mm -hmm. attorney's been doing this for 30 years. Like, why are you trying? Like, you know, but they don't, again, they're not aggressive about it because I have rapport with these people, yeah. you know, they yeah, just yeah. don't understand. They don't understand that, you know, and so right. that's where so I'm I, getting right, right. Yes. So I think if you say what I just said and then you ask the question, is there any risk that this could happen to your family? Mm -hmm. Right. Is there any risk that any of these things that I just said could happen to your family? Then they might say, yes. And my attorney's been doing this for 30 years. Why hasn't he probably he why hasn't he said anything to me about that? Yeah. That's your opportunity to say, yes, that makes sense because your attorney who's been doing this for 30 years learned a way to do planning that was focused on documents and template forms really before technology, the technology that exists today um, uh, was created. And so, you know, things have changed a lot, especially in the past five to 10 years. <laughs> and the changes that have ha happened technologically are now allowing us to not just put in place form documents, but actually to make sure that those documents stay up to date and that assets are not lost. There's $58 billion in state departments of unclaimed property across the United States because somebody dies, their family doesn't know what there was. And so your attorney was doing it right for the time that he or she, but probably he, the time that he learned. And he just is continuing to do it the way he's always done it. But there's now as a result of what we've learned over the past really, you know, 20 years as technology has come online, 
we see where plans fail. And they don't need to fail. Your plan doesn't need to fail. I can help you make sure that your plan will not fail, that when your family needs those planning documents, that they know what you have, where it is, and how to find it, that they have somebody to turn to, not just a set of documents that may or may not be updated, that they could turn to me to help guide them through the process of transitioning your assets. And we can make sure that your family is prepared before you die. You don't have to wait until you die to prepare your family. And frankly, you shouldn't, because that's when conflict happens. Got it. I'm just taking notes. Thanks for yeah, yeah. Time yeah. I'm making some notes about like some of the key points you're saying after I get to that point. Because this question about it is really the question of what really makes what we are doing different and why would you as a brand new attorney to the field be a better choice than somebody who has been doing this for 30 years. And the reason is, is because the lawyer who's been doing it for 30 years is still doing it the old way. They're just doing documents. And they're not ensuring that those documents are kept up to date. They're not ensuring that the assets are owned in the right way. They're not inventorying the assets and keeping that inventory up to date. And they're not preparing your family to receive what they're going to receive from you before death. Not because they're bad lawyers, but their business model, it's truly a business model issue, their business model was and is not set up with the systems for them to be able to do that for you. And I'm learning about all of these problems that are coming in, you know, that are showing up now from my mentor who's now been in the field 20 years and who sees the problems and created systems for me to implement to fix the problems. And what I would love to do is I'd love to just review your plan. I have a 50 point checklist that I can take your plan through and let's just review it and see if there's any risk to your family that your plan will be out of date, that your documents will be out of date, that they won't know what to do, that they won't know where to find your assets. And let's see if there's anything that I can do to support you to know that the estate planning you did 30 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago or three years ago or even a year ago, is going to work the way that you want it to, the way that you intended it to when you put it in place. Okay, so Amanda, thank you for asking that question. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And here's what I want you all to note. There was an energetic in my communication just now. So when I am speaking to my potential clients about this, I am confident, I am clear, I'm not embarrassed or trying to push anything or afraid that somehow they're gonna think I'm being too salesy. Why? Because I know the impact of me saying nothing, if I say nothing, if I do nothing, I know what is going to happen to their families. So let me give you a story. So I am I'm recently speaking with 
the father of a, uh, a close friend of mine who lives in Florida. And I've been talking to them about estate planning for some time, like planting the seeds, saying things like, I really want to talk to you about your estate planning. I want to make sure that you, you know, have things set up so that when something happens to you, there's not going to be a big mess, you know, reach out to me and let's talk about this. And so, so finally he, he did. And I will say that each time I, I said that to him, I did feel this little bit of like, oh my God, am I being too pushy here? But I kept bringing it back to this place of knowing that I was coming from service. And I am truly coming from service because if he dies without a plan in place, it actually creates a big mess for a big, a lot. There's a lot that would be really messy and that would actually impact me really negatively because I'm part of a big uh, collaborative project with them. And it would really mess things up. And so I just kept coming from that place of service. So I just spoke with him this last week. and. I even got to review their documents. He sent me their documents. And what I got to see is actually their documents are probably fine. Their documents are not bad. They're probably pretty good. But they're just documents. In the event of his incapacity or death, nobody is going to know how to find anything that they have. What a mess there is going to be just in trying to find what they have, let alone making sure that it is titled properly. And so if, and, and he had a lawyer that he worked with that actually left lawyering to become an investment advisor because he couldn't figure out the lawyering model. And the lawyer said to this man that for $4,000 a year, he would handle his investments and his estate planning. And my friend, the father said, well, we're not rich. We don't want to do that. Well, what I said to him is, I'll give him a name, John. What I said to him is, John, $4,000 a year is cheap to keep your assets and your business affairs organized. So whether you work with this lawyer turned investment advisor or somebody else, you're going to need to pay at least that to get your assets organized. And he said, well, can I just pay you? And I, no, he can't actually pay me 4,000 a year. So I'm gonna find you know, him the resource to pay 4,000 a year to keep his assets organized and to start working with his family to understand what he has and what they will need to do to manage those assets in the event of his incapacity or when he dies, because it's coming. It's coming soon. He's in his 70s. 4000 a year, he's happy to pay. Now, he was not happy to pay his other lawyer. Why? Because it was tied to investment advice. He didn't want to get investment advice from his lawyer. But organizational support, preparing his family to receive what he has, he was a hell yes to that. So I want you all to start thinking about, really thinking about what you're offering here. Yes, you're going to review their documents. Yes, you're going to 
prepare their documents if they don't have any or update their documents if they need updating. That is not what you're getting paid for. Any lawyer can do that. They could do that themselves online. What are you getting paid for? You're getting paid for the organization of their affairs. You're getting paid to get their affairs in order and be there for their family now and when they can't be. You're getting paid to be their trusted advisor and counselor. So just start getting that. Just start getting that. It's far different than anything we have learned. And it's really the heart of what we do and it is what everybody needs.